Welcome to Spirited Word. By God's Word proclaimed, the Holy Spirit works faith in God's grace in Jesus, when and where He pleases. Sermons by Pastor Adrian Kitson, Lutheran Church of Australia. Today's Gospel comes from John chapter 14 from verse 15. The promise of the Holy Spirit. If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the word cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but, will see, but you will see me. Because I, because I live, you will live also. On that day, you will realize that I am my father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be, will be, will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show them myself to them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise be, be to you, you O Christ. Christ. So friends... I've heard Christians saying that they hope that through this COVID-19 experience, all of this will help bring people back to the church. I've heard a few Christians say they hope all of this will bring people to Jesus. We hope that many happy pagans who may believe a bit of this or a bit of that about the world and about God and about themselves or actually believe nothing of the sort, might be prompted by this disruption to ask some serious questions about life and death and future. And as they do, somehow find Jesus' way, truth and life, which he says in John 14. It's a good hope to have. I have it. But I suspect it might be a little bit misguided at times. It may even be like grandma's peaches, a bit self preserving we preserve our own settled life carry on the way we always do and god is the one who is somehow supposed to bring all the questioning sinners to faith they get disrupted we stay safe he'll do all the work we get all the benefit well i know it is true that we have nothing to offer god for all his kindness in adopting us as his dearly loved sons and daughters. I know that. But I think we are more part of people coming to a loving relationship with God via Jesus than we probably at times want to know about. And I say this because of what I hear in the conversation with Jesus and his friends in the upper room that we just heard a bit of. Jesus has already spoken before this of a very unwelcome moment coming up. Back in Bethany over a week ago, he'd already at Mary's house experienced that amazing moment where she anointed his body for burial and he let it happen. And he said this, you people will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me among you. So this little community have been with him for a fair while now and they've seen, well, you can imagine what they've seen 
and they've pondered so many words and they've asked so many questions and boy, are they hoping for much. Now, as the annual Passover festival meal comes around, just like clockwork every year, Jesus disrupts the whole thing and all of their very comfy expectations. First, he, there's this foot washing business. Now, that is majorly disruptive to the evening meal. It is hard to be served like that. It's a direct challenge to my illusion of self-sufficiency. Just listen to Peter respond. And then, number two, like when a dinner guest comes over your house and they start to talk about the two dreaded subjects that you never talk about if you're going to have a happy dinner party, politics and religion, and they go on and on and on and on. The disruption continues. He keeps speaking two things. Someone in the actual room present is going to do the dirty on him. And the third thing, Jesus then speaks to Peter of his shameful betrayal that will be completed by sunrise. Are we feeling a little bit disrupted yet? So what I find amazing is they're dealing with all of this disruption to their normal life and four of them say something out of the 12 or whoever's there. Peter, of course, first. Lord, why can't I come with you now? I will lay down my life for you, he says. In other words, I think, take me with you, Jesus. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. I've learnt it. I've earned it. And I can do it. Ah, Jesus responds, Will you really lay down your life for me, Peter? I tell you, before sunup, you'll disown me. Peter, alone, you will fail. You can't earn truth or life or pretend to live like you can. These are given gifts not earned payments. I'll have to give you it all, and I will, and it will cost me everything. And yet, it'll be free for you. And yet, you'll gladly give everything from this moment soon coming because it's so good. Thomas, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus, show us the future. That'll do it. Show us the future. Then I'll be able to believe. We don't know your future, Jesus, so we can't figure out ours. Tell us our future. That'll do it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father in the present or the future except through me. Thomas, I am your future today. I am your future in the present. You don't need to know your future because I'm your future every day. Philip, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. That'll be enough. Show us God. 
then we can believe. Lord, if we can see him up close and personal and for real, well, that would really do it. We'd feel better then. How can you say that? Show us the Father, says Jesus. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Philip, you see me, you see the Father. You don't need some big miraculous experience of God the Father revealing himself because he already has. He's right in front of you. Judas, not the betrayer, the other Judas. There's two Judases. Is that what you say? Judai. I don't know. But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? In other words, Jesus, show them God. Ah, oh, then we'll be able to believe in you, Jesus, if they could see you in one big drop, dead, jaw-dropping, undeniable, clear way that you're really real. Ah, oh, that would do it. Jesus, anyone who loves me will do my word, will keep my teaching. My Father will love them and will come to them and make our home with that person, those people. Judas, I do show them God the Father. And guess how? Through you. Judas, they see the Father and, my, and me and the Holy Spirit, God in total, through you. You show them the Father by the way you go about it every day. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. So remain in my love. Love each other, Philip and the rest of the church. That's enough for seeing all of God. Friends, it seems to me that we are heavily involved in people coming to a living trust in Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God and the Saviour. This pandemic won't bring people to a loving relationship with their Heavenly Father. It'll raise some good questions, and it is. But like any hard thing, that's all it could ever do. The crisis needs something else. The crisis needs someone else to say something into those good questions. You know who it is. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. It's you, friend, and me. It's us, St. Petri Lutheran Church in our part of the world. We are, if you like, the supercarriers of a healing virus called the gospel, the good news. And we are carriers of an antidote to not just COVID-19 temporarily, but life devoid of God's goodness and his blessing and his forgiveness and his love. In other words, hell on earth, which many people live in. Oh, but we can't do it, Pastor, we say. We can't do it. True, we can't. And yet untrue, we can. If we speak just our words and we say our dreams and our thoughts and our understandings and our visions and our truths and our ways, we cannot be God's supercarriers of life. But hear this. The Advocate... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. 
The Holy Spirit is the one who makes us super carriers of God's life for dead and dying people. How so? The Spirit of God is now not just with us. John says, Jesus says, he is in us. That's different. But you know him, the Holy Spirit, for he lives with you, yes, and will be in you. As we ourselves are also disrupted in all of this weird COVID time, the Holy Spirit is in us. The advocate is at work. The counselor, the comforter, the advocate. We are disrupted. He does the transforming. He transforms our lack of courage and our overdependence on our own work and skill and understanding, Peter. He takes our demands for control over our future, Thomas. He takes our demands for a show of strength to the church to convince us all, Philip. He takes our demands for a show of his strength to convince the whole world, Judas. By Jesus' word, the Spirit gives us the Father's forgiveness shot. It's better than the flu shot. That kills our divided, wandering heart for a while, over and over, and makes us super spreaders of his undeserved love all of our lives and in all parts of our lives and in all places that we live. Yes, the pandemic will not make them believe, friends, and neither will all the miracles in Jerusalem. In the suffering and the grief and the disruption and dislocation and the loneliness and the isolation to our normal life and our worries about the government paying back all the debt and our children paying debt forever and all the stuff, the Spirit is calling them to believe through you. So adopted orphans of Jesus, baptised in the spirit of the Father's mighty hand. In the words of William Shakespeare, no less. Once more unto the breach, dear friends, once more. Or close the wall up with our communities dead. Into the call of the spirit we go, friends, in this COVID time. Not as disconnected, diseased and despairing orphans isolated in any fear but as a community of God's spirit grace gathered and scattered in little groups all over our town together and alone together in him always he's the way the truth and the life for every orphan of God that lives in this community so be disrupted with real hope and not a smidge of fear. The Spirit makes this disruption holy and of good purpose. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In the name of Christ, Amen. Thanks for listening. Pastor Adrian serves at St. Petri Lutheran Church, New York, Barossa Valley, South Australia. stpetri.org.au If you'd like to continue the conversation, that would be great. You can contact me, pastor at stpetri.org.au